Good morning. Oh, it's RBT reading live. And it's Friday. It's Friday. Oh, it's RBT. There we are. Morning, Naomi. Morning, Katie. Yeah. Morning, Naomi. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh. Won't go any further than that, right? Morning, Sarah. So different location today, at the end of the schoolroom. Oh, I can see some cakes. Mm. Quick cheeky little breakfast. <laughs> no. Okay, we're doing Genesis chapter, finishing chapter nine. Um, oh, sorry, 19. <laughs> Finishing chapter 19, and then going on to chapter 23. Uh, the light is flickering. Dun, dun. Yeah. Okay. Morning, Sue. Oh, so the wedding is tomorrow. Exciting. Okay, here we go. So, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah just been destroyed. Lot and his daughters leave and the family leave. Uh, so it says, Lot and his two daughters left Zoah and settled in the mountains, for he was afraid to stay in Zoah. He and his two daughters lived in a cave. One day the older daughter said to the younger, Our father is old, and there's no man around here to lie with us, as is the custom all over the earth. Let's get our father to drink wine and then lie with him and preserve our family line through our father. That night they got their father to drink wine and the older daughter went in and lay with him. He was not aware of it when she lay down or when she got up. The next day the older daughter said to the younger, Last night I lay with my father. Let's get him to drink wine again tonight and you go in and lie with him so we can preserve our family line through our father. So they got their father to drink wine that night also, and the younger daughter went and lay with him. Again, he was not aware of it when she lay down or when she got up. So both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. The older daughter had a son, and she named him Moab. He is the father of the Moabites of today. The younger daughter also had a son, and she named him Ben-Ami. Well, he is the father of the Ammonites of today. Now Abraham moved on from there into, a reg into the region of the Negev and lived between Kadesh and Shur. For a while he stayed in Gerar. And there Abraham said of his wife Sarah, She is my sister. Then Abimelech king of Gerar sent for Sarah and took her. Then God came to Abimelech in a dream one night and said to him, You are as good as dead because of the woman you have taken. She is a married woman. Now Abimelech had not gone near her. So he said, Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? 
Did he not say to me, She is my sister, and didn't she also say, He is my brother? I have done this with a clear conscience and clean hands. Then God said to him in the dream, Yes, I know you did this with a clear conscience, and so I have kept you from sinning against me. That is why I did not let you touch her. Now return the man's wife, for he is the prophet, and he will pray for you and you will live. But if you do not return her, you may be sure that you and all yours will die. Early the next morning, Abimelech summoned all the officials, and when he told them all that had happened, they were very much afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham in and said, What have you done to us? How have I wronged you that you have brought such great guilt upon me in my kingdom? You have done things to me that should not be done. And Abimelech asked Abraham, What was your reason for doing this? Abraham replied, I said to myself, There is surely no fear of God in this place, and they will kill me because of my wife. Besides, she really is my sister, the daughter of my mother, though not of my sorry, the, the daughter of my father, though not of my mother, and she became my wife. And when God had told me to, and when God had me wander from my father's household, I said to her, This is how you can show your love to me. Everywhere we go, say of me, he is my brother. Then Abimelech brought sheep and cattle and male and female slaves, and gave them to Abraham, and he returned Sarah, his wife to him and abimelech said my land is before you live wherever you like to sarah he said i'm giving your brother a thousand shekels of silver this is to cover the offense against you before all who are with you you are completely vindicated then abraham prayed to god and god healed abimelech his wife and his slave girls so they could have children again for the lord had closed up every womb in abimelech's household because of Abraham's wife, Sarah. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age, at the very time God had promised him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to the son Sarah bore him. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him as God commanded him. Abraham, <coughs> Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. And she added, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. The child grew and was weaned, and on the day Isaac was weaned, Abraham held a feast, a great feast. But Sarah saw that the son whom Hagar the Egyptian had borne to Abraham was mocking, and she said to Abraham, Get rid of that slave woman and his son. For that slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with my son Isaac. The matter distressed Abraham greatly because it concerned his son. But God said to him, Do not be so distressed about the boy and your maidservant. Listen to what Sarah tells you, because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. I will make the son of the maidservant into a nation also, because he is your offspring. Early the next morning Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He set them on her shoulders and then sent her off with the boy. She went on her way and wandered in the desert of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the boy under one of the bushes. Then she went off and sat down nearby, about a bow shot away, for she thought, I cannot watch the boy die. And as, and as she sat there nearby, she began to sob. God heard the boy crying, and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What is the matter, Hagar? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Lift the boy up and take him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. 
Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So she went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew up. He lived in the desert and became an archer. While he was living in the desert of Paran, his mother got a wife from him, for him from Egypt. At that time, Abimelech and Fickol, the commander of his forces, said to Abraham, God is with you in everything you do. Now swear to me before God that you will not deal falsely with me, you are my children or my descendants. Show to me in the country where you are living as an alien the same kindness that I have shown to you. Abraham said, I swear it. Then Abraham complained to Abimelech about a well of water that Abimelech's servants had seized. But Abimelech said, I don't know who has done this. You did not tell me, and I heard about it only today. So Abraham brought sheep and cattle and gave them to Abimelech, and the two men made a treaty. Abraham set apart seven ewe lambs from the flock, and Abimelech asked Abraham, What is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs that you have set apart by themselves? He replied, Accept these seven lambs from my hand as a witness that I dug this well. So that place was called Beersheba, because the two men swore an oath there. After the treaty had been made at Beersheba, Abimelech, Abimelech and Fickle, the commander of his forces, returned to the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted the tamarisk, a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there he called upon the name of the Lord, the Eternal God. And Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines for a long time. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering as one on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on the, his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, uh, said, to his, said to his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this, you have not withheld your son, your only son. I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as, a, as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies 
and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed, because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned to his servants, and they set off together for Beersheba, and Abraham stayed in Beersheba. Sometime later Abraham was told, Milcah is also a mother. She has borne sons to your brother Nahor, Uz the firstborn, Buzz his brother, Kemuel the father of Aram, Kesed, Hazo, Pildash, Jidlaf, and Bethuel. Bethuel became the father of Rebekah. Milcah bore these eight sons to Abraham's brother Nahor. His concubine, whose name was Rumah, also had sons, Teba, Garham, Tahash, and Maka. Sarah lived to be 127 years old. She died in Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, <coughs> in the land of Canaan. And Abraham went to mourn for Sarah and to weep over her. Then Abraham rose from beside his dead wife and spoke to the Hittites. He said, I am an alien and a stranger among you. Sell me some property for a burial site here so that I can bury my dead. The Hittites replied to Abraham, Sir, listen to us. You are a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of the, our tombs. None of us will refuse you his tomb for burying your dead. Then Abraham rose and bowed down before the people of the land, the Hittites. He said to them, If you are willing to let me bury my dead, then listen to me and intercede with Ephron, son of Zohar, on my behalf, so that he will sell me the cave of Mach Machpelah, which belongs to him as, and, as, and is in the end of his field. Ask him to sell it to me for the full price of the burial site among you. Ephron the Hittite was sitting among his people, and he replied to Abraham in the hearing of all the Hittites who had come to the gate of his city. No, my lord, he said, listen to me. I give you the field, and I give you the cave that is in it. I give it to you in the presence of my people. Bury your dead. Again Abraham bowed down before the people of the land, and he said to Ephron in their hearing, Listen to me, if you will. I will pay the price of the field. Accept it from me so that I can bury my dead there. Ephron answered Abraham, Listen to me, my lord. The land is worth four hundred shekels of silver. But what is that between me and you? Bury your dead. Abraham agreed to Ephron's terms and weighed out for him the price he had named in the hearing of the Hittites. Four hundred shekels of silver, according to the weight current among the merchants. So Ephron's field in Machpelah, uh, near Mamre, both the field and the cave in it, and all the trees within the borders of the field, was legally made over to Abraham as his property in the presence of all the Hittites. He had come to the gate of the city, who had come to the gate of the city. Afterwards, Abraham buried his wife Sarah in the cave in the field of Machpelah near Mamre, which is at Hebron, in the land of Canaan. So the field, of the field and the cave in it were legally made over to Abraham by the Hittites as a burial site. Hey, there we are. That's the reading for today. Um, I love Genesis 22, isn't it? Um, on the third day, um, that happened on the mountain where Abraham took Isaac and went to sacrifice him as God had asked and was stopped. It was on the third day. And it, do you remember in Hebrews 11, it talks about by faith, Abraham received um, back Isaac from the dead or something like that. It's, it's about, yeah, it's about resurrection the third day, isn't it? Um, yeah, so that's, that's a kind of a lens in which we can look at Genesis 22. Um, yeah, that the father is going to give up his only son, but receives him back from the dead. Incredible. It's great, isn't it? Um, awesome. And then with the field that, that Abraham buys, that's the only bit of land in Canaan that, um, that they get before 
uh, Joshua goes in and they take the whole land, doesn't it? Um, so be reminded of your, um, yeah, of your new creation hope today, which has come to us in it through the death and resurrection of Jesus, our Saviour. Have a great day. God bless you. Happy Friday. There'll be a, a reading put up for tomorrow morning, but it'll be a recorded one. Um, but have a great day today. God bless you. And I'll, uh, uh, God willing, see you at the wedding on Saturday. Take care. Ta-da.